This episode of Tender Friends and every episode from Las Vegas is sponsored by Off the Menu. Eric, wouldn't it be insane if you could try a new food every single day? I mean, for, for everybody but you. If I was in the mood to do that all the time, this would be the perfect opportunity. Uh, what would you what would you like pay for an experience like that? Maybe? A new food every day? A, a, not even a new food, a new a new menu item from a different restaurant every single day. Every single day? I would value that at about, you know, you spend from a restaurant, you spend at least 10 bucks. So that's $300 a month. Uh, yeah, that is $300 a month. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about off the menu club. Okay. It's only $20 a month. $20 a month. And what I said stands. You, you get can a free get meal a every free, day. You get a free meal every single day. This is what you do. You have to get into the club with our code. What's okay. the code? Our code is TND1. Once you're in the club, you just pay a $20 a month subscription fee. And every single week, the app will update with seven different off-the-menu items at places around L.A. It's insane. I'm looking at it right now. Like, there's a place, Chicken and Chips in Echo Park. You get a free chicken salad sandwich. They're on our list. They're literally on our list. Yeah. Hot Mother Clucker has been on that list. Hot Mother Clucker has been on the list. It's insane. And not only that, you get entrance into crazy events. Yeah. For the being Prince Street pop-up was, was part of this? The P Prince Street pop-up. Yeah. That is insane. And these are the same people that brought us Tenderfest. It's true. They are the same people that brought you Tenderfest. So they're doing it right in the food community, especially out here in L.A. So if you live in Los Angeles, definitely check out Off The Menu Club. Michael, what's that website? The website is offthemenuco.com. That's offthemenuco.com. Enter our code TND1 to join the club. Pay $20 a month. You're getting a $300 value. And you get to try food all over Los Angeles, which... Let's be honest, is the best food city in the country. I think so. Now let's check out the tenders in Las Vegas. Tender friends, the friends that love to share, the tender and they care. So come along and have a bite. You should have got to find one that you fucking like. Tender friends. Boy. everybody and welcome to tender friends the only podcast about chicken tenders and chicken nuggets i'm michael walker and i'm eric wilson welcome to episode four from our las vegas road trip very exciting not only is it episode four but this is a bonus episode we put out two episodes this week that's crazy and the reason we did that was because not only do we have a very special guest and location this week but it's National Poultry Day. Wow. <laughs> what a special day. You're trying to tell me today is Chicken Day? Today is National Poultry Day. This is really funny. Thank yes. you. Because every day is some special day, right? Yep. It's too many. I got to take this to the stage tonight. Okay. It's National <laughs> Poultry Day. So we have to, we have to, you know, since you're doing a show tonight and you want to use it, that... It's not till March. This episode comes out March 19th. You don't have to say that. I just said tonight. Tonight, March, March 16th would still be tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Fuck. Damn, dude. Well, hopefully not every person that goes to your show listens to this episode. We didn't give a date at all. We just said tonight, did we not? That's what I heard. I'm going to have to teach you how to do this. I thought you were going to teach me how to do radio. That's why we have you yeah, on. Yeah, well, but of course. Okay. Yeah, so there, I mean, there are a lot of... A lot of National this day and that day. There's and a national some of day for everything. The thing I noticed about these national holidays is there's a national day, and then a month later, there's an international day. So you get the same day, national donut day. Yeah. So donut it's like day. in America, it's donut day. Yeah. Next month, everywhere, it's oh donut day. See. But then you also have like the, the you know, national pizza day, and then like two months later, it's national pizza 
Party Day. Oh. Or National Pizza Slice or pizza, Day. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. like so day. pizza get like like <laughs> six or days. Six they break days it up into year. eight yeah, pieces, right. one yeah. for each slice. <sighs> yeah, it's not fair. It's not learning. fair. Um, I'm learning. So before we get into all of the things we have to talk about today, we need to introduce our guest. Um, you probably already recognize his voice. The legendary comedian, Mr. Las Vegas, the one and only Mr. George Wallace is here with us. Thank you for coming. Hey, how y'all doing out there? A lot of people in the audience. I just brought <laughs> a lot of people in here. This yeah. is a big episode for and us. They call me the new Mr. Vegas. Uh, Wayne Newton is still here. He used the term uh, Mr. Las Vegas. No, I, I know that that's a that's a. But you just thing. Doing I'm, your own I'm thing. giving you your own fucking nickname. Well, thank you, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you exactly. own there you go. Like yeah. I said, <laughs> it's like getting knighted. Yeah, by the oh, tender friends. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> the tender friends. We'll tap oh a tender God. on each so- oh. each shoulder gently. That's nice. <laughs> Um, but we, you, you were literally the first person when we decided to do this tour. We knew we were coming out here. We knew there's a lot of entertainers that do residencies and all that kind of stuff. You were the first person we had to go out to because we had to go to Hattie B's and we needed a legend for such a popular, uh, legendary place. So thank you so much for being here with us. We enjoyed Hattie B's t- today. Mm-hmm. We, we sure did. did. We National did. Poetry Day. I thought it was wonderful. And I don't eat a lot of tenders. Uh-huh. And today I thought my tenders were better than... That's that's called the tender friends bump. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's well, you guys purely see. just because we were there. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was because I haven't had them before, and it was I've had them before, but today they were they were really good. Now yeah. that was actually interesting to me. You said that when we were sitting there, you you don't like tenders, it's or okay. you just prefer them? It's okay. I, I prefer to have the regular chicken. Okay. I like bone in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. More yeah. flavor. Yeah. And which uh, we did today as well, which normally we don't do. And which we ate? Did did we eat everything today? We had yeah, we had the bone in. We had some mild. Yeah. We had some tenders as well. Yeah. So Prince's ch- Hot Chicken, which is a famous hot chicken place, um, they are strictly against tenders. They are one hundred percent bone in. That's the only way they'll do it. They think that's the only way it should be done. How about that? However, oh. we have a little disagreement with that, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it uh, into it further. Um, first, let's talk about you. Um, so for for people who don't know you, who are you know stuck under a rock and things like that, why don't you tell us maybe a little bit about your journey and how you got from where you started in New York to here in Vegas now. Oh, if my God. That's a long story. <laughs> well, well, that's, hey, we got time. I am the George Wallace. And, yes. Uh, uh, born and raised down in the New York of the South. Uh-huh. Uh, we call it, no, we now call it Wakanda. Wakanda, well, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, it's in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so I'm born and raised there, the greatest city uh Ever, uh-huh. well, I'll say that wherever I am, so that doesn't matter. But okay. I always <laughs> wanted to be a comedian since I was six years old. I listened to older guys like Johnny Carson and, and the Rich Pryors and mm-hmm. the Red Fox and the Red Skelton is probably why I'm in the business. You young guys probably never heard of Red Skelton. I know Red Skelton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we do would, comedy. Yeah. yeah of Red Skelton, okay. Lucille Ball, all those <laughs> folks. Yeah. 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 Now Red Skelton, Lucille Ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you 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 said like there were a couple. Weren't they? Uh, Red Skelton mentored Lucier Ball. Okay, there you go. You, you yeah. Uh, he's, he's, you, you <laughs> That's minus one on me. <laughs> but yeah, I always wanted to be a comedian, and I thought it was the greatest thing to do. When I was kids, I would hear the comedians on the Tonight Show, and I would take those jokes back to school the next day, and people would laugh. Yeah. And there's nothing better than making people happy. Yeah. And yeah. even to this day, when I see happy people, it makes me happier. And I get out to go walk on stage every night. I've been, oh my God, I've been working for. This is my 44th year in show business. Can you wow. believe that? Yeah, that's... And I just do what I want to do. Yeah. I go out and I just lie and make up shit. <laughs> and isn't, it, isn't it wonderful to be able to just yeah. do that? So many people don't enjoy life because they're they work in a nine to five. Yeah. I wrote a book called uh, Laugh It Off. 
get out of your fishbowl, you know, get out of yep. your, your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Get over, you know, the fish goes back and back. Jump over that wall and do some things that you like. Yeah. It's so important, especially young people. Yeah, definitely. And I teach I young mean, people because life is backwards. So you guys are 29 and 30, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I teach you that life is backwards. You hear old people say, when I retire, I'm going to turn 65. I want to retire and travel all over the world. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts are, oh, for what? Why? You're yeah. too damn old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. old people have been bed every night by 6.30. I actually see people in Paris, France at the old at the Eiffel Tower just looking up going, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we made it, Julia. Yeah, and, walk, <laughs> and walking away, you know, like, oh. yeah. and they give you that wave, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're Jewish, right? Yep. They give you the Jewish wave. Oh, uh, we fat. saw it. <laughs> <A fat. laughs> uh, so, but... Young people, let me tell you something about young people. I teach you to travel as soon as you can. As soon as you get out of high school or college, yeah. Yeah. get on a plane, go to another country, and have some fun. Charge it to your parents. Just get the hell away. <laughs> Listen, just get the hell away. You, you, and I've traveled everywhere. Now yeah. you, give me, you give me 10 kids from China and 10 kids from Africa, 10 kids from Canada, 10 kids from Jamaica, 10 mm-hmm. kids from London, and give them a keg of beer, and you come back in one hour, what's going on? It's a party. Yeah, yeah. All they can't yeah. even speak their own language, <laughs> but they, they have they some way they communicate and they have fun. Yeah, yeah. all people are just mean. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> mean. For no, you know, I, I hate just. You know who start wars? Old, old people. mean white men. Old white yeah. men. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. who start wars. <laughs> Hello. They got nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, like we could we could like I lie on stage about me being a comedian and being the head of a country like the president <laughs> of a uh, Ukraine uh-huh. comedian, and I think you could get a lot done with laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's know. what Melissa Villasenor, uh, who's on SNL, she's also a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, did a bit on SNL about how the movies and the Oscars this this year represented kind of what the political landscape is, which is just white male rage. <laughs> so <laughs> all the Irishman and all those other movies, it's just Joker. it's just white male rage <laughs> that they just let out. Oh my and, god! And, and just like it's so true. Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, they're not getting enough attention and all, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's 100%. Uh, it, it's sickening. It's So, yeah. make sure you guys do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Uh, make sure you travel. You're in Las Vegas. I don't consider this traveling, but it's a start. Yeah, not yeah, really. No, I, I want, have you guys traveled? Yeah. Where have you been? My I just, trip? I just uh, I've been, I studied abroad when I was in college in Ireland. And then went to you a bunch really of... You really make yourself and don't you? You, stu- <laughs> you, you st- asked. You studied... You studied abroad. I sure did. Oh, my God. That's so nice, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was really great. That was the first time I had ever traveled at all. Really? Um, and how long were you there? Like a year six months? I was there for five months, four months. Yeah, that's cool. We went dude. to a bunch of different other European countries. and Where did cool. you go? I went to France, Amsterdam, Berlin, Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You got to get a Barcelona. Yeah, right, yeah, you know, because the king of Spain had a lift. Did yeah. you know this? Is that Is the that actual origin that's of That's the truth. He had a lift. So, yeah, okay, so sorry to interrupt. The, my, in high school, we had a, a Spanish teacher who was from Barcelona, mm-hmm. and he taught us Spanish, and now I can only speak Spanish with a lisp because everything was the th- was with, with the, the lisp. With the, with the S and the, and the Z sound. So yeah. you hear so often the Ibiza sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the, that, so they, they couldn't make fun of the king. Uh, so everyone just did so it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen here with Donald Trump. Everyone's just going to be like, whoa, we're all dumb. It's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We it's all, all wear bronzer. <laughs> oh, we got young people here now. We're talking about Trump. <laughs> Listen, uh, we don't get too political on this show, but I, it's at the point now where we need to express that yeah. we are against that fool. Well, 
Um, <laughs> America's number one political tender podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh politics God. at night, tenders <laughs> in the morning. Um, I, was, I went to Italy this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. That's good, That was dude. a good travel. Uh, we went to Cinque Terre, which... Thankfully, I went now, like you said, go young because it's all stairs and I barely could do uh, it pushing 300. Oh, my uh, goodness. So, yeah. Um, all stairs. Isn't that amazing? All stairs. It was nuts. It was because it's right on. the. It's like the Amalfi, uh, but it's that's the northern part. Um, it's just right on the cliffs. I hear you got some good food up in the northern part of Italy. Huh? Yeah. I mean, we, we were at a restaurant. The, the fishermen were walking up the street and dropping, and dropping off the fish at the restaurant. That's, we were awesome. eating That's what you can do when you're young. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and when you're young, you can just uh, roam the streets and go in a little hole or a little alley. Yeah. And which old people would never do and find the best restaurant in town. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, especially even, even touring. I just went to uh, Thailand. Was that last year in Did Japan? You? Three years ago, and like I can't That's even cute. imagine that. Like, even like now, like I was starting to get to the point where I was like, I'm over. Like Thailand specifically, I like don't party as hard anymore. And like, Did you say you don't party as hard anymore. Okay, listen. You're only 29. I you understand didn't even that. Start, you didn't I, even start partying. I understand. <laughs> okay, fair. Oh my I got fair, roofied fair, out fair. here once. You got who? In I Vegas. Got, I got roofied at a gay club in Vegas. Are you, are you, in Vegas? Yeah. Somebody give you something in your drink? Yep, about a mm, three years ago, maybe. Oh my here. goodness! Yeah, oh my goodness! Like so I would have just went home with them. You didn't have the roof for me. I would. I would have gone home. With them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened. Well, that's cool. Oh, you learned something. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you traveled. You went to Thailand. See, I go to all of these places. Bangkok. I've been mm-hmm. from Singapore to Bangkok to to. Um, uh, my favorite city is Shanghai. Not, sure. right, not right now. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> but it's the greatest. You know, Shanghai is uh, three times larger than New York City hmm. and three times more modern than New York City. So we grew up in America, right? And they yeah. taught us in America that we, we're the shit. Yeah. Yeah. But other countries are living and living very well, mm-hmm. as you see when you travel around. It's just like and them. happy, like genuinely happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're happy too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we t- I talk about because we can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live anywhere else, but. It's uh, other countries are living well. I'm yeah. gonna, you know, to get to Shanghai, I never went to China for many a year because I'm worried about the language and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you got a dollar. I don't care where you go. They speak English. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, yeah, the people get along. You can go anywhere in the world and make it. You know? That's so why I went to Italy the first time. I was like, I can at least, you know, muddle my way through some of the language, and I know what the foods I I, I know that they're gonna have the food I like you know out there. Have some pasta. Exactly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I can just settle for that and. Because we, we accidentally, I mean, they're so friendly over there. They just, they, they dragged us into a somewhat, some family's dinner. Oh, really? And we were just sitting there with the family like, oh, <laughs> let's just eat whatever this is <laughs> on our table. I've done that in Greece. Yeah, they're I've so welcoming. Yeah, that is so nice. So yeah. as long as you guys are on the right track and you travel and that's, that will teach you, you're learning other cultures and how yeah. people live in it. I mean, come on, we're in thing. Vegas with George Wallace eating chicken <laughs> Right, yeah. Who, how many people can say that? It's true. But the strangest thing happened when we were eating the chicken tenders today. You guys had the white meat, and I had the dark meat. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> the, that's, 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 that's the rule at the restaurant. You have to order <laughs> order with your skin color. <laughs> right, I didn't yeah. read it. I, I saw it. It, it said was, whites only yeah. and colors and white. Yeah. That's why there was two, separate, know, two separate lines. I was like, we really are. And this yeah, was like, yeah. you know, they... There was but, a little but asterisk no that said Jim Crow's no Hattie problems. B's. No problems. Yeah. We, we just read the rules and we... Yeah, we follow, follow yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, we don't want no trouble. We don't want, we don't no, want no white male rage <laughs> up in here. No, thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you, before we get back into like your history and, and from Atlanta to New York and then to L.A., did you ever think that you'd be on a Chicken Tender podcast? Well, who the fuck would have thought that? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
You see, people gonna say, I do, don't do anything crazy because I do a bit of, if you say something crazy, because people <laughs> do stupid shit all the time, and I like yeah. that, you know? That's like what we, we the, the, that was the best email that that your manager Chris sent us. <laughs> yeah. We sent, we sent an email to, uh, I believe your publicist or whoever, and Chris emailed us back, and right. the it was just a plain email, and the subject line said, George Wallace, this, the body of the of the email says he wants them tenders. That's it. <laughs> and that was it. Did he say that? Yeah. That was my manager said that he <laughs> wants those tenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's probably trying to get me on the line. I order. How order tenders? How order tenders? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you, now you know. Yeah. Now to go back. But this is a great experience. And then you can continue afterwards. No, you're good. I'm, I'm just talking now. No, please. But it's really nice to see you young guys making something happen like that. It's just out of the blue. Uh, my friend says making a show about nothing. This is not about nothing, but it's about tenders. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it's, right. It's exactly. so niche and specific. We want it like a universal food that people can like, you know, we're obviously taking the, sh taking the piss out of it. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's funny that we're, we chose one food, but it's more about the conversations we have with all the comedians and the, yeah. and the chefs and all those kind of people that we have on. We just base it around tenders, you know. That's yeah. the, that's the that's cool. I mean, the food everyone can get behind. Yeah, exactly. Look at every restaurant. Like all, literally, almost every restaurant has some sort of chicken nugget or chicken tender on the menu, even if it's just the kids' menu. Exactly. And we've had to fight people for it before. Yeah. we've had to be like, no, please give us the kids' Listen, menu. Listen, we need oh, the really? kids' menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's like with there's so many. I mean, there's thousands of podcasts out there. So we had to pick one that was niche, but also one that could could run for a while. And right, every restaurant has tenders. So this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. So you get to New York. Um, you, you worked in advertising. I did not go straight from Atlanta to New York. Okay. I, I went to Ohio. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I, had to, I had to go to school. I went okay, to okay, okay. University okay. of Akron. Okay. I, I studied uh, transportation because as a kid, my parents would travel a lot, and mm -hmm. that's why I got into travel. And uh, it's, it's, So I, I studied at the University of Akron, got a degree mm -hmm. in transportation, and then I actually wanted to learn more uh, because I'm a comedian, so you get into marketing and advertising. And as I teach some of the kids when I'm at colleges, you know, market, marketing is just another name for bullshit. <laughs> right. So that's what I specialize in. And as I say, and I just love, I want to be the greatest bullshit in the world. But as you said before, right now, Trump is kicking my ass in the <laughs> bullshit department. Okay. So, so but uh, um, I did that because uh, when I was watching Red Skelton and Milton Berle and all those guys and Moms Maybelline, people like that. Mm -hmm. They were saying they were comedians, but they didn't have the best of times at the time that they were hungry and didn't know where that next meal was coming from. And I said, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. So I wanted to make some money and get a degree and, um, and make some money. So I was making money when I come out of college. Uh, well, I'm very blessed. I was put through, I went to college for maybe $4,000 with a degree in transportation, yeah. Yeah. marketing and advertising. Uh, uh, and to get to New York and reading the New York Times back in the day when I was a kid you would read the Warner ads in the newspaper I don't know mm -hmm. what you kids do now because I never uh, fill out an application we just do welfare yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just, you go straight to the line yeah, right? we, don't, we don't even <laughs> attempt it yeah so and it's, then one day in New York it said uh, uh, 75 to 150 dollars a day now we're talking back in 1972 yeah. you weren't even born in 1972 were you? you weren't even born in 1982 huh <laughs> nope are you a 90s? But you born in the 90s? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> you born in the 90s and you born in... 89. Oh, my God. Yeah. So back in the day. <laughs> you guys were like staring down at each other. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Heated. So I can't, even back can't in get the any day, older. Uh, in 76, when I actually got in the company, and mm -hmm. I was making like $75,000 a year then. Wow. And uh, I feel like that back then, that was... 
people making like twenty, twenty-five thousand a year is like a- average, maybe. Or or eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen, twenty. Yeah. And New York and big cities. Yeah. 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 I was doing pretty wow. good, uh, and I just uh, I wanted to make a lot of money, get a financial cushion, so yeah. I can get into comedy. Were and, you doing uh, comedy at that time? Were you doing mics and stuff while working during the day? Uh, how it happened for the first? Well, let me tell you about when I went to University of Akron. Okay. I left Akron. It says seventy-five dollars to one hundred fifty dollars a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I read the newspaper that answered the ad. That was uh, selling rags okay. at a company called Cleveland Cotton Products. Okay. So I left Akron and went right back to Akron, Cleveland, to learn how to sell rags. Okay. I'm on for the like first restaurants and everything like that? For like restaurants. You'd yeah. be surprised who, need a, who needs a rag. Yeah. Now, I sold ShamWow back in 1972 before it had the ShamWow name. Mm. A blue cloth. It was blue then. Yeah. And um, I sold that. I'm first guy, one of the first people to introduce. Is that like the ones they use the car wash? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. The same one. Yeah. The same one. Same same shim wall, just different name. My mom is all about like using the older stuff that people now are marketing as like as seen on TV stuff. <laughs> she's big, she's big into like certain rags and sponges and yeah. cleaners yeah. and all that kind of like, yeah. We had that back in the day, but <laughs> now it's marketed differently. So Yeah. Uh, but I did that, and I made a lot of money in rags. So I actually uh, you know, sold rags. Some may it. say you went from rags to riches. Actually, oh. actually, actually, actually. Oh, wow. We got a double sound effect there. Oh. <laughs> that was half good, half bad. Yeah, right, but, yeah. but, but, but that is the truth. I sold uh, from rags to riches. Yeah. Really real rags. Yeah. I, if you needed a bell of the. That's the, your the, memoir the, title. Yes. It, 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 because, you know, auto shops, they had um, real rags. Mm-hmm. And I used to go in there with a the, with the little pen. Was, which was a scale and mm-hmm. measured the rags. They're paying twenty three dollars or twenty three cents a pound on one rack or weigh uh, uh, eight ounces. Yeah. So I said that rack there is because you know that's that's eleven cents to twelve cents a pound. Uh, that's twelve cent rag there, and I could sell them a brand new cloth, chamois uh, for whatever I wanted to sell it for as long as it was less than what they were paying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it's a reusable cloth. And so educating people to do that. So I made a lot of money. I sold it to uh, my biggest customer was Earl Scheid, the auto shop. So I made like, one day I made like $3,500. That's when I was starting to roll. Oh, because it was commission-based probably. Oh, 50% on the great. So you would figure out what they were getting and then just lowball them a little bit. That's all I had to do. (laughs) Plus they were getting a better material. Yeah, and then getting a better So they were, it was a win for, uh, win-win. But and Earl Scheib, they loved it and it went national and sold the company out of Cleveland. Mm. They weren't going to give me $500,000 just because of the sale. You know, can you imagine? That was one shop, $3,500. And they go national. So in any case, I was making enough money in advertising and, and then I became a part of advertising. I was selling rags to the bus company, and I wanted to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. That was advertising in New York City, so I started selling bus ads. And so I went into bus ads, and I wanted to put the comic strip. I started at a place called Catch a Ride and Start in New York City. Yeah. Then we come, comic strip was new. So we, uh, a bunch of the guys went over there mm-hmm. uh, because you could get better spots. You had your Richard Belzers, and you had your... Uh, 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 who else was it? Bill Maher. Say Bill, Bill Maher for sure. Sure. That's where he was. So mm-hmm. they owned that place. And so myself and uh, Mr. Seinfeld, there's a guy named Seinfeld you probably never heard of. Uh, he, uh, is it Jer- Jerome Seinfeld? Jerome. That's Jerome Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J-E-W <laughs> Rome. Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. That's what I call him. Jerome. There you go. <laughs> Don't get into that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he, he could take those jokes. Nah, he he still it. probably wouldn't. He no, feels no. those ones. No, no, but it's, it's no, the reason I said it is because uh, when they say Jerome, uh, uh, that's our joke between us, you know. And, uh, oh, that is? He being, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he being uh, like number one. 
That's, that's another blessing. Out of all the people who become my best friend, yeah, yeah. this guy, yeah. met him at Catch Ranch Star. From day one, can you believe that? Yeah. From day one and 44 years later, uh, I, I did everything. You know, roommates. I'm the real George. Yeah. You know, the roommates. Okay. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Best man in his wedding and uh, always lying to him to father his kids. You know, just like. That's one thing. Sorry, we, we I heard or read an interview. I forget that you guys did a road trip across country. We've done everything. Right? Yeah, so we, look, keep going, but I want to I hear about the road trip because this is obviously what we're doing right now. So <laughs> so we were just driving. I had been, listen, guys, I had been in comedy in New York City for six months, mm -hmm. and I was doing real good. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I just, I have the, I'm the guy with the personality. Yeah, yeah. Nobody so who packs up a car and moves to L.A. knows what they're doing. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> super true. We, we've all done it. Listen. I've driven cross country five times. It, it, five times? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, my God. So yeah. So, so I came out to Los Angeles way too early, uh, only six months in the company. I didn't know yeah. why. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I, but I, I, I also continued my advertising work. I knew what I was doing, so I was making a lot of money. Yeah. As long as you have a nest selling, egg, selling, you'll, you'll I have figure a nest, it out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then uh, after a while, I was going to the company store, as you asked. I was going to the company store at night. Okay. And doing little spots up there. And then some people came in and says, "Hey, we think you should write for the Red Fox show." I thought, I don't, I don't know anything. I really didn't know shit. I know nothing. Right, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how to be a writer. And then at that time, I said, it, was, it was like decent money. No, it was a lot of money for back then. They said, at the time, it was like 2500 a week, mm -hmm. 15, whatever, 15 or 25 It was good. And I said, well, maybe I could think a little something. So I became, I got in the industry in writing and wrote for one year. And, of course, Red Fox um, doing the jokes. It was not Sanford and Son. It was the variety right. show afterwards. Yeah. Okay. And he would do the jokes really good and get a laugh. But, you know, as a comedian going, you could have done it better. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah said, That's bullshit. From, say, from your perspective, from you perspective, wrote it away yeah, that yeah, he yeah. wasn't doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it worked out, and uh, next thing you know, I'm just working, and then I did the Tonight Show. That was back in the day you did the Tonight Show. I did that the was the right of passage. And the next night I was on stage with 17,000 people with Natalie, Natalie Cole. Wow. Wow. So Opening for her? Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, see, I never wanted to be a television star. I never yeah. wanted to be a movie star, nothing like that. All I wanted to do was. Spread the jokes. I wanted to come to Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah. Because when we were kids, they told us about Shecky Green. There were some comedians, uh, Don Rickles. Mm. There were some comedians yeah. you didn't even know in Las Vegas back in the day. They're making $300,000, $400,000 a year. So three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's all I needed. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> right, yeah, that sounds about right. I never thought about movies or anything like this. Just get me to Las Vegas. Just just get on stage and just. So was it always about the jokes, or was it always about being able to tell the jokes in Vegas? It was about being able to. Uh, or was it about just being successful? As yeah, being successful. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's all about entertaining. Going on that stage every night, and people don't know. Just make people happy. That's yeah. who I am. I just love to go on stage every night. And you pretty much, and, and laughter is contagious. Right, yeah. for sure. So that's what I do. And that's why I teach. Um, I got all the money. I made all the money I ever need. Yeah. I don't know. If I never make another dime, I could retire tomorrow and, yeah. and do it. Uh, there's something that I've learned in life about being in entertainment and being a comedian. It's like. I'm teaching the new young kids, the new kids, you don't have to worry about getting on top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. Just be on the mountain. Just be on your way up the mountain. Yeah. Right. Being on top of the mountain has come with a lot of luggage. You know, you have too much luggage in the airplane. They have six yeah. bag baggage. They charge you for it. Pressure. You lose your, lose your privacy. Yeah. All that stuff. I had a conversation with, once again with, with, with Jerry and, mm -hmm. and Anderson Cooper, I think it was. We were talking about, uh, is, it the, is it better to be famous or rich? And I just said, you know what? I probably got it better than both of you guys. Enough people know me to satisfy satisfy my little ego. Yeah. Walking down <laughs> yeah. Central Park West, where I live in New York City. Hey, Mr. Wallace, bus drivers blowing things like that. Yeah. I get enough of that, right? And, yeah. And and, and 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 but I can go. They they can't go pee. Yeah. Yep. 
Right, yeah, you can't go anyway. I can go pee. People will take right. pictures of them in the <laughs> bathroom. And, yeah. Yes, and when they walk out of the door, they don't even know people are watching them. When they yeah. walk out of, across the street in a car, every time they walk out of the house. Selfies so, when you're not even looking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape enough. People, like I said, do anything I want to do. I've got enough money to do. That's it, man. Yeah, that's but, the dream. But living, that's the dream. Yeah. That is the dream. If I die tomorrow, the world owes me nothing. I've yeah. been everywhere. I've done everything. And just like, that's amazing. it's the greatest job in the world. Because we know but everybody but on top of the mountain, from Richard Pryor yeah, to Tiger yeah. Woods to what's the guy named in New York now? Wine, uh, uh, the rapist guy. In New Harvey York. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a tight five. <laughs> he has a tight five. He's putting out there at, at Gotham, and I don't. He show up to Gotham. He, he might be on the mountain soon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on this. He's, he's he put he's him a, under the. He's on the mountain, mountain <laughs> but but uh, yeah. But it's make sure you enjoy your life. That's my point. Yeah. That's what I do. So it's not about making. Um, it's not how much money you make. It's right. how you enjoy your life while yeah. you're living. But Jerry, Jerry likes being famous, doesn't he? He likes being. I think he likes the money more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he has enough of it, and he does a good job. He's yeah. so methodical. He does everything precise. Yeah, he's pretty much on the. He money. doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. He does, oh, no yeah. way. No Why would way. you say that you two work so well together? That's it. And I asked that like as like friends. Like, how did you just like? Why would you say what qualities of yourselves match up? I think, uh, got, especially starting out, there's got to be a lot of jealousy. Not at all. But you would think that. That's a, that's what I mean. Like you would think there'd no. be some jealousy there. He's kind of like a little brother to me. We yeah. just, we just, as we say in the book, the only person, uh, only thing we have in common is we both love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Maybe um, not jealousy. Competitiveness. I meant. Yeah. We were never competitive. We just always did our thing, and completely different. Our, yeah. You know, our styles are different. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. I think I was more like a, a brother to mm-hmm. him, and. Uh, we didn't know a lot of people in the city. Sure. Nobody knew anybody, so we shared everything together. A little, uh, all we ever did was stage yeah. comedy. Okay. And, and, and we tried to hit six, seven clubs a night if we could. And, and can you believe we still do that? Yeah. Yeah. We still do that. Not many comedians, especially our age. When, you know, we had Gotham last Monday. He says, why are you not in town? He, you know, when I'm not in town, then yeah. he has to do it by himself. Yeah. But we still like hitting those clubs every night. That's great. And That's we, like s- we started doing that back in the years. That's all we know how to do. Yeah. So, so the, the, the bond created starting out in such a, I mean, competitive New York comedy scene in the 70s is the most competitive comedy scene there's ever really been, right? Well, like the 70s and the 80s. 70s, it was so great, I can't even tell you about it. And we being comedians at the time and, and did new comedians. And I had a car. I think that's why we really became really good friends. I had the car. <laughs> if you had a car in New York City, you could drive everybody around. Yeah, yeah. You were the guy, you know? You so, should have started comedians in cars <laughs> getting coffee. You had the car. Well, I think he stole it from me. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> oh, no. I was going to eat and drink and then talking, and talking <laughs> shit. <That> was, <laughs> right, eating and talking <laughs> shit. And, he, and he'd be thinking. So, yeah. You know, mm, so. But, but then uh, we, got, uh, we became great friends, and he invited me to his home for Thanksgiving, 1976. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little boy from Georgia. I don't know shit. Right. And he's a Jewish kid. And I'm not going to no Jewish home and eat their <laughs> food. That's how ignorant I was. Because I thought, you know, Jewish people, ate, you know, they taught us stupid stuff. Filled fish. How you do yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's all going to be so and gross. The, and then what do you call the Matzah? The matzo, matzo, matzo balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, I'm not going. And somebody said, just go. The boy's your friend. Go in. So I went out there. His parents were just as nice as they could be. Yeah. Just, uh, mm. His whole family was there. And uh, then this little schwatcher walking up in there, and just uh, and and they said, "Okay, it's time to eat." I'm going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so we're practicing your fake good <laughs> food taste, turkey face. and mashed potatoes, right? Yes, yeah, Thanksgiving, just Thanksgiving, like yeah. any other family. Just going, like, "Oh, I'm so stupid," you know. But I didn't know I had to learn. And, and the family yeah. was just extremely nice. And his mom and uh, 
as a mom and dad, just nice people. Just yeah. very nice people. And they will forget. And I'm a little older than he, six, seven years older than he. And okay. Mm-hmm. And they will come to the city. We go to dinner and things like that. And then they were getting ready to move to Florida. I never will forget his dad saying things like, take care of my boy. To you? Know? T- yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we have become like right, close so friends, close. you know. That's great. That's awesome. And, uh, and that's why at his mom's um, funeral, I was a pallbearer and things mm-hmm. like that. Didn't know I was going to be a pallbearer until I got to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a best friend does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you're <laughs> there for. Really. So we're like, we just do everything together. You know? Yeah, that's it's great. So you spent six months in New York uh, at the start of your career. Yeah. You did seven oh, seven uh, mics a night. Yeah. Uh, Not every night, but especially on Saturday night. You know, yeah. You two, we have three. Just bounce three, around the clubs. Three at, um, at the Comic Strip, three at Kids Riding Star, mm-hmm. and you do the improv on another club uh, 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 downtown, something like that. And so you just jump out of the cab and keep moving. Yeah. And that's why all New York comedians are pr- pretty much sharper than other comedians. Because yeah. even today they can go to the cellar and do. I guess I think they do seven shows a night at the cellar. They got three yeah. places in New York now, and you can do the comic strip. And you can just jump around, and uh, that's what we did. Yeah. Nothing better. This I'm gonna. Uh, comedy for me is my sex and my drugs. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than going on stage. Let's make that perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, so and you said it earlier. Getting a laugh from somebody is. I mean, making you laugh as as little as I have so far has been like <laughs> I've, I've been hard since Hattie B's. Okay, like it's, it, it's it is the, it is like if for people who like comedy or who want to do comedy, it is it is one of the best feelings. It's just making oh people laugh. God, you just that's why imagine. I was class clown throughout all of school. Right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's probably easy to pick out the people who feel that way. Yeah. You know, just after spending an hour with them. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, because they, they, their personality always just comes and out. they don't shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> 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 yeah, for sure. But but life is good, and, and being in the in the comedy world, oh my God, I can't imagine doing anything else. Can you imagine being an accountant? Yeah, I think no. about that all the time, all the time, all, literally all the time. We, we, we talk <laughs> so, about it. Like it was, it, we're at that age now where we're getting thousands of wedding invites a year. All of our friends are getting pregnant. Like so, we're at that age where we're and we're like, you are something wrong with us, right? Yeah, we're eating chicken tenders. <laughs> no, for there's the nothing. Time this there weekend. is nothing wrong with us. There is something <laughs> wrong with them. This is true too. There's something wrong with them. But it's so much fun. And you're yeah. at the age right now. And I, and I think you're starting to see things like, especially you live in L.A. and mm-hmm. you ever go uh, to the airport in, in the mornings and go like, this fucking traffic. People do this every day. Yeah. yeah. You. you I do it every day. I drive to Santa Monica every day you, from from Melrose and Fairfax. Okay. Uh oh. If that's Jerry, you have to answer on the on the <laughs> pod. That's my daughter, but I'm surprised you, it's not Jerry. You can answer. Hello, love. Quite well. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, thank you so much. I'm sorry. I don't go to work till eight o'clock tonight. What time is it now? You might be right. It's five o'clock. I go to work at uh, three hours from now. I'm doing a podcast, and they told me to. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing a, a podcast, and they told me to answer the phone. So I'm just. Gonna, I'm saying hello to you. I love you for life, too. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. I'll turn it off. <laughs> no, you're good. It's <laughs> cool. Where does she live? Akron, Ohio. Oh, okay. Where I went to school. Did she happen? To, is that where you, like, raised the family? or? No, I went to school in Akron because uh, or she I had just a lot ha- of... It just uh, happened she moved back there? My sister lived there. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And she's actually my sister's kids. My sister had three kids. It's kind of like the Bernie Mac story, mm-hmm. and I raised them. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Interesting. So, Akron, Ohio. I got a lot of kids back there. They had a kid, uh, 
played basketball in, in Cleveland. He went down to Miami, and he went back to Cleveland and in Los Angeles right now. That's my son, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? LeBron James. That's oh, my LeBron. Son. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's okay at basketball. I heard he's, he's doing well. I've heard. He's doing yeah. okay. Yeah. He's doing it's his okay. rookie season, right? Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't, been, he hasn't been around long. He has some time. He'll, He'll be, be okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so six months in He's New York. enjoying what he does. That, that like, we, you know, we yeah, have absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's playing ball and making money. How about that? Um. That's, that's, that's the best feeling, getting paid for what you love to do. I mean, we're not getting paid uh, for honor this. Honor your but essence. That's, how, that's what I say, <laughs> honor your essence. Whatever it is that you love to do, you might enjoy uh, painting cars or fixing refrigerators or uh, uh, arranging flowers. The money will come if you enjoy it. The money will come. Yeah. So. Persistence is key. So. Yeah. It's all cool. So six months in New York. Mm-hmm. And then did you were you at a place where you were like, I've outgrown New York already. Maybe maybe being a little too cocky, but you were like, I outgrown grew New York, and now it's time to try out for LA because that was the year. I mean, those were the years everyone was going to LA because that's night exactly show, right? because of Tonight yeah. Show, and then then that seemed like uh, some TV shows were happening. Like I do believe, had I been in New York three years earlier, I would have been the JJ. <laughs> okay, of, of good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there wasn't that many black kids around. Yeah, I was tall and skinnier than he, and I thought. At the time I was cocky, maybe I thought I was better than he. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. But it was also around the time where, where comedians were going to New York, becoming discovered, and exactly. then getting sitcoms like exactly. Freddie Prince and, and those kind of guys. Exactly. Yeah. And I got a show. I got two shows in one day. When I was doing, I was working for Norman Lear, a show, mm-hmm. 804 House Street. Heard of him? They, you heard of him? <laughs> heard of Lord Norman Lear. Oh, well, I've heard of him too. And I got a show <laughs> called, I got a show called um, oh my God. Uh, now well, we don't believe you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the show was called. Can you believe that? 804 Housing? 804 Houser Street. That was the Norman Lear show. Okay. I, I, I My first house was on Houser Street. Sorry. Sorry. Not, I didn't mean to make this about me. <laughs> not, in, not, <laughs> no, not, not the one in Queens, though. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. Well, and then uh, two something. It was two something. In any case, my son was, um, he's on the show right now. My memory is killing me right now. Oh, you're, it's the it, chicken. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's a trip to fame and mm-hmm. the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, uh, Empire. Who's the, who's the star? Oh, okay. Player? Right. Um, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. He yeah. was my son. He was your son. Yeah, it was oh, a on show the show. On the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and then that ran for like summer replacement, and mm-hmm. then uh, so that's I, I was getting into TV because people were throwing here, so you just do. Yeah. And I, after that, I never want to do a show again that I was not in control of. Sure. Yeah, that makes and sense. So that makes sense, and that's it's like streaming now. Everyone just throwing money at just shows what, to just exactly. see what, they can, what will stick. Exactly. So. Yeah. And. Um, but now I'm getting into something. I got a TV show now we're working on uh, after 30 years, and it's back with whom? Oh. Norman Lear. Oh, okay. nice. I'm <laughs> back with Norman Lear. He goes, circle. Oh, what a yeah. fucking renaissance he's having, right? He's 97 years old. And he's pumping out new shows. Yeah, and I'm going to do a show. This is brand new. He's, he rebooted the other shows. Yeah. But this show is going to be called Clean Slate, as of right now. It's at NBC, uh-huh. also on the Peacock streaming network. And it's with me and uh, 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 Laverne Cox. Oh, awesome. Oh. So if you remember Sanford and Son, uh-huh. yeah. this is the same premise. Okay. But if you know who Laverne Cox is, you know who she is. Yeah. She leaves my house because I'm just a father. My, her, mom, her mom died when she was 16, and uh-huh. she leaves the house because she's staying with me. I don't understand her at the time. Yeah. Because okay. it, it was not her at the time. It was a he. Yeah. But I didn't know he was in his trans- transitioning. Ginger, yeah. Tra- yeah. And so 30 years later, he comes back to Mobile, Alabama. Oh. To knocks, live with the, Knocks yeah. on the door. He had some problems in New York, so he finally came. Because he ran out of the house because I didn't understand him at, uh, at, as, a, as, as a child. As a child. Yeah. So he comes back now as an adult. 
lady. Yeah. Knocks on the door. Boom, boom. I open the door. Who is it? It's it's me, Edwin. Uh, wow. Desmond. Hey, you already shot this? Uh-huh. Well, you already shot this? No, no. You're it's doing it's, the pilot? It's the pilot, yeah. Oh, nice. That's and great. So it's That's gonna awesome. Be, so it's going to introduce a lot, a lot of learning there for me because when I was uh, the father of the, this kid, Desmond, um, mm-hmm. I was a dad, regular dad. Yeah. And he was a boy. And so all we do is, just, my job was to put food on the table. Right. And trying to do your best to navigate boy. being a widow and Yeah, and, and, trying to, and he's a boy, so yeah. all I think he's a basketball, football, what boys do. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But he really wasn't into that, so he comes back. I've got a lot of learning to do now, as in uh, i got to learn to accept the transgender thing. It's now she. Yeah. But there's a lot of learning from me. There's a lot of learning from the community. Yeah. And we're taking her back in, and we're going to the black church, where it's really like the yeah. worst place you could go for transgender. Yeah. So we got everybody's got to learn, and eventually I'm going to have him running for mayor of the city. He may not win, but it's a Pete Buttigieg thing. Oh, right, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. So what a great premise. A that's, lot of people are going to learn. So I come out of the 70s, okay? Uh-huh. So our 70s and 76, 70, you have no idea. That was the life. Studio 54, yeah. that was the whole life about going to these nightclubs and yeah. and and then uh, I went I did it. I I went everywhere yeah there's no no place I didn't go that's what I I'm just enjoying people there's a show called Pose on FX oh yeah uh, I just started and that. it's about the the ball scene in New York in the in the 80s and 90s around around the AIDS epidemic uh, and, and mostly about transgender uh, people in well, you know scene. AIDS changed America back then did you know that yeah. it just changed New York City as you know New York City used to be called the city that never sleeps yeah mm-hmm. well it does sleep now yeah. About one o'clock, all the comedy clubs are closed. It's different. We used to get, get off stage until five o'clock. Right. The nightclubs. We used to go to the clubs and open until six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But age changed it was like a plague. everything. It was a plague. Yeah. And exactly. And so it changed the city of, um, changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, and I'm glad uh, Studio Fifty Four. Sometimes you go to the door, they won't let you in. Thank God they didn't let me in some of those places because I could have <laughs> got, I could have got caught up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you start smoking with friends and you peer pressure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Could have found I've the bathroom floor or something. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I've been to every place. I enjoy everything. I enjoy everybody. And I, and that's why I want to educate people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's so that's what the show Clean Slate. Laverne that's great. Cotton that's exciting. Laverne that's Slate. exciting. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to, to yeah. see that. That's so, like such a great yeah. premise, especially so with fun. Yeah. You, you, Laverne, and Norman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, what, <laughs> like what? That's three powerhouses right there. <laughs> Seriously. That's that. great. How about that? <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So, we're on this road trip. From LA to Vegas, and then we're going to go to Utah next. Um, but uh, tell us about a little bit about that. What is it like in a car with George Wallace and Jerry Seinfeld driving from New York to LA? <laughs> like, like well, I can't, like I can, I can picture it, but I'm sure I'm not, pi- I'm not doing it justice in my mind. It's like any other two idiots traveling, and you get about uh, 600 miles on the trip, and you get pissed off at each other for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and that was back in the day when they had call it CB, the yeah. Citizen Band Radio, and mm-hmm. uh, Breaker One Nine, Breaker One Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. watch out for the police. There's a brown bagger up. And oh, so you guys weren't in the same car? Oh, we were in the same car, oh, but okay. we won't. But you talking. were doing it with other people. Yeah, and yeah. it would get so this, this scrul- scrulching, mm-hmm. and he said, "Turn that goddamn thing off!" <laughs> in less than three minutes, woo! The cop was pulling me over because you turned it off. Yes, because I didn't have any warning. Oh, because oh, oh, you were speeding. Of, yeah, you oh, son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You tell me to turn it off as soon as it happened because you know everything with this citizen. Yeah. It's his fault. And so the policeman pulled up and uh, we did this on a TV show together once. The policeman pulled me up and I had to, he says, you can pay the $200 fine or you can come back to the city. Uh, you can write. And then he says, you can write me a check. And oh, I so he's taking the payoff. 
Uh, no, he said you can write a check or you can oh. come back to the city and pay with a credit card, go to court or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Played see, it. he said, uh, write you a check. And all of my shit was in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be thinking, I had checks in my trunk, but I knew I had closed my account at the bank already. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, write you a check. How much do you want? <laughs> 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 so I wrote the check. And said, we did a TV show about it. And I said, I can't go to Oklahoma. Then I'm going to jail. <laughs> man, I'm going to jail you know? so oh, man. So um, we, we drove across the country. We did everything together. We did. Uh, we stopped. We ate. We came to Las Vegas. And we went to see a show. We went to see uh, Bob Newhart. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And we saw uh, Bill Cosby. Okay. And then we drove, drove over into, uh, into uh, Los Angeles. And we started there. And I got a condo there. We almost moved in Hollywood. Okay. And you know, living in New York City, back in the day, New York City was kind of dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we thought Hollywood was like, oh man, this is nice. We didn't know that was, <laughs> that's seedy, the real yeah, Hollywood. Right, yeah. you know, we're going to yeah. live right across the street on Orange, right across from Hollywood High School. Yeah. Oh, we're, just, we're, was we're, one block where the away. air smells oh, of my, piss. Oh yeah. my <laughs> God. But we, you know, we're from New York. Yeah. So we decided that we went down to 733 West Knoll and, uh, in uh, West Hollywood, mm. yeah, right. Tennis court and fishing seats. They had a, it was a whole thing just made out for a young single guy. Mm. Fishing, the ba- it was furnished, the living room, dining room, everything, kitchen just laid out. That yeah. was your so first the, place. Yes, so, and everybody stayed with me. Seinfeld when they moved down, mm-hmm. um, Glenn Super, Paul Reiser, Larry Miller. All of I was a house to go to when you you know. Because back awesome. in the day we were friends and you always stayed with a friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and. Uh, we just had a lot of fun doing that. And then we got into the Leno. Everybody would go to Leno's house because uh-huh. he had all of the money. We'd go to Leno, Leno's house every night. How did, how did he have all the money? Well, he just, uh, <laughs> he was already hosting the Tonight Show. Tell you, and not already hosting Tonight Show, guesting. but he was already working. Yeah, yeah. right, like working for it, yeah. And so we'd go up there and go do the jokes before we do them on mm. the Tonight Show. Yeah. yeah. And we did all of that. And So having, having, not only worked with and mentored some and, and seen the greats, you know, before you were, you were big, who, who's in your opinion? Cause I, I feel like, I, I feel like I've heard Jerry say that his, he in his opinion, the best comedian was Bernie Mac. He just said, we just, oh. it, it, who do you think yours is? He Am I wrong that, with that? He said Bernie Mac. And guess what happened? He texted me yesterday with a bit he had never seen on Bernie Mac. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. It was so, yesterday was an amazing day. Mm. He sent the bit. And Bernie Mac talking about there was a girl in the audience and she was a she was a lesbian mm-hmm. and he said oh you're 26 years old got a master's degree and you're a cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> see black people called <laughs> the right, yeah. and yeah. so but the most amazing thing about that he sent that to me at two o'clock I go on stage last night I walk off stage and the lady sitting down front beautiful lady she comes up to me and they say you know who you're talking to and I said no she says I'm running a Mac. Wow. Bernie and Mac. All of that came together. On the like same that. day. Same day. Isn't that wow, amazing? Wow, that is amazing. And, and I love Bernie. I went to his funeral and mm-hmm. everything like that. I worked with him a few times, you know. Yeah. And uh, just a great guy. Very funny. Now, for me, George Carlin was my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. just, I, I liked him so much that I, I didn't like him for a while. Because I, yeah. I started reading one of his books called uh, Brain Droppings. Uh-huh. And I started reading a book. I said, "This is some bullshit right here." Because you know, whatever you thought of, you thinking something funny. Yeah. He already had it in the book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not, re- I'm not reading this. <laughs> so you're like, I stole all these jokes, and I didn't even know it. Listen, listen to me, Mr. Smartass George Wallace. Smartass George Wallace saw operators are standing by, and I'm just they're not standing by, just sitting, you know. So I'm reading the book. <laughs> yeah. Operators, they're not standing by. 
They're like, sitting. I, I stole this joke and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. It wasn't that you stole it, but it doesn't matter even to this day. Yeah. Our job as comedians is to think of whatever we can change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you're really in the comedy business, you're going to do something similar to everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah, Because there's so, only so much as funny. Somebody's going to see something the and way everything you. has been done. Especially with Twitter now. Um, Especially. I, I feel like a lot of, I've been reading the news, a lot of late night shows get sued by these comedians on Twitter because obviously the late night shows are, are so topical now with, with, with politics that a tweet will be sent out about something Trump does and then Seth Meyers will do something similar. It's like it's not it's not that they stole that joke from you. It's it's that's you know in it's some cases that's maybe, the maybe joke they'll go hey, they just stole it. <laughs> that's, I did yeah. the joke about uh, shout out to the the uh, the um, cheesecake factory. It's a lie. It's not a factory. They don't make cakes down there. <laughs> and two weeks later, I heard it on the uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Uh-huh. was on with the, they was doing something with the, uh, an actress, Joanne. Uh, Joan, somebody, but in the case, I'm going, that's my joke. So I called my friends. So what do you do? So, just keep writing. Yeah. yeah. Just keep, you know, Is it, it worth it fighting it? all the time. Yeah. I did a joke many years ago right in this hotel about uh, uh, Vice President Dick Cheney. He needed his ass kicked. He <laughs> shot a lawyer <laughs> and missed him. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and the next week I heard it on Letterman. I did another joke I heard on Letterman. It's so cold in New York, Statue of Liberty took that torch and put it underneath her dress. <laughs> so I, called him I heard it on Letterman. So as I talked to Jerry, say, just keep writing. So, but that's 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 clearly like you know closer to the idea of it being stolen. But when it, writers do it, they don't they don't think uh, they don't. When writers do it, they just see it. Uh, they heard it somewhere yeah. and they turn it in. Yeah. Right. And and and, and Jay Leno and and Jimmy Fallon, they don't and Letterman, they don't know where the joke came from. Yeah. They right. Just, they just read it. So. Yeah. You know, it's just. So. How long were you in LA before? What was the path after that? I basically, what 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 got you to come here in the early two thousands to to make you know this your home? Well, like I said, I never wanted to be any television star like that. I just yeah. wanted, I was like I said after I did the Tonight Show when I started doing uh, every talk show there is from Oprah to Arsenio to you name it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was on Arsenio more than any other comedian between me and George Lopez. We go back and forth, but I just wanted to be a comedian, so I worked for. Natalie Cole, I worked for Donna Ross for a year and a half. I worked for George Benson for a year and a half. I worked for Tom Jones five years. All I wanted to do was just do comedy. And then after a while, I, was, I got kind of good, and I started headlining all of the comedy clubs around America. I was one of the number one mm-hmm. guys, especially being black. I had a mixed audience. Yeah, yeah. So when I came in, I probably created, uh, I'm the one of the first guys that go in and demand the door. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people learned from me from doing that. So that's all I ever wanted to do. And then it said all of a sudden, they wanted me to come to Las Vegas. I was doing radio in New York City, uh, um, 105.1, Magic 105.1 in New York City. And, and I came out here for 30 days and, and at the Flamingo. Mm. And the, uh, the president of the hotel said, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then I didn't even own the show at that time. I was just here and, and, yeah. and did a 10 o'clock show. It was yeah. late. I didn't want to do an early show because in Las Vegas, Hell, it doesn't get dark to 9.15. Right, yeah. yeah. So I decided to do a late show, and it worked out for me. And then I took over the show. I had a little promoter, same guy, Danny Gans, manager. Okay. And he wasn't promoting me as well. And so he said, just let me take over the show. So I owned the show. I did all of the marketing, all of the advertising, and uh, everything. And all of a sudden, I didn't make any money. I made money, but I didn't take any money for a whole year. Yeah. I put it back in the streets. That's my always my go. Put your business in the street. Sure. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> shit went crazy. That's and awesome. And afford you the crazy. ten-year run that yeah, you did first. It went crazy, and I, and I tell you what, you can lose a lot of money, but 
when you when the people are coming in the door, like I said, I had an 800 seat room, mm -hmm. and every night we had at least four fifty five hundred a weekend sold out. Yeah, and the money came in. I'm, I'm making a lot of money. Yeah, I'm living off the money now. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, um, and I'm doing what I want to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm doing what, and I and I, I've worked Las Vegas longer than any African American. I've done more shows in Las Vegas than any African American. That includes Red Fox, Simon Davis Jr., Lena Horn, wow. everybody. And just being on stage every night, more performances. Yeah. Isn't that great? I just love it. That's amazing. I just love it. So, um, so why I am not the biggest fan of Vegas. Okay. Aside from the fact that I was roofied. Um, I don't like the heat, especially in the summer. <laughs> this 115 degrees no at midnight. Fucking at midnight? Yeah, 115 That's degrees. Insane. It can be nasty. But I tell you what, it's not, there's no... Uh, Humidity. Humidity. Yeah. Right. You don't see people heat. blowing up. You see people. You don't see people just sweating like they do. New York City, ninety-five degrees. You yeah. gotta be kidding. Oh yeah. 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 Chicago. There. Chicago's the worst with that. But you've been over here, oh, out here for well over a decade. So what is what is it that keeps you here? What is what is it about Vegas that you like most? And and that, you know, is it just because like this is where your residency is? You get to go up every night. It's your show, or or is it the actual town that you like? Oh, it's not the town. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I was, I, was, I was wondering because I'm like, I don't. I got no business on this fucking strip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when I was working, I lived in the hotel, so all I did was came downstairs yeah, going yeah. on stage. You know? Oh, no. It's a great town. It actually has everything now. It is the city that doesn't sleep. It's got everything, all of the yeah. better restaurants as in New York. Vegas, really, we got the pro football team. We got everything. Yeah. Basketball is coming. We got everything you could ever ask for here. Why am I here? I just like the excitement of the People yeah. come to see me every night. Well, you said Makes early sense. on you, your Vegas was a goal for you. To be, uh, to that be was a goal. And I had yeah. about, about uh, and at the Flamingo, after about seven years, I had to go, what, what is my goal? I'm gonna, I already yeah. accomplished my goal. Right. What's the yeah. next yeah. I do now? Yeah. But at the same time, like I had the finances, everything is covered. I, you know, I don't do drugs and uh, bought the real estate like you won't believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, bought, you know, I got like 17 properties around the country. You That's know, great. I mean, I got to say, you sound like you have a pretty fucking great life. Yeah, seriously. Oh, you seem like a very happy, dude. well-adjust, like, but no, if that you is amazing. Halfway, yeah. I, I have the, I'm the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you, and I thank God, because I'm a believer also, but listen, I got everything I could ever need, everything I could ever ask for. I don't need no money. I yeah. don't need shit. I travel all over the world. Like I said, I've been, from, uh, I've even entertained, I quit work to entertain the troops all over the, all over the world. Yeah. I've done, every, if I die tomorrow. The world owes me nothing, not a damn Well, I thing. sure as hell hope you don't, because I don't want one of the last things that you <laughs> did to be this podcast. Well, you put something. <laughs> 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 but life is good, and I and I want people to enjoy their lives That's like great. I do. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into what we're here to get into, which Speak. is which is the chicken. Speaking of enjoying life, you guys yeah. been fucking talking all this time. We're not even talking about chicken. We yet. We're not even talking about the chicken. So chicken, 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 chicken. I, chicken. I know you're a huge fan of the show. You've listened to every episode before, of before course. this one. Uh, before uh, this but one. just to give you another a little uh, a quick rundown, we give points to whatever you think is worthy of the experience we had today at Hattie B's, a legendary location. Um, whether that's the crispiness of the chicken, the size, the price, the color, anything like that. Uh, we take the points to give you an idea. The highest is twenty. The lowest is two. Okay, so that's oh the range. my goodness, that's that's a that's a clever way to do it because you can't hurt anybody if you were to say twelve. Yeah, right. Exactly. That the ten ten to thirteen is the sweet spot. Yeah, that's like our average yeah. number of points for uh, what is this episode? This will be one hundred thirty something. Yeah. So we. I had the greens today. I told you about the greens. Uh -huh. Yeah, they, they were great, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I had the the, the tenders. Uh huh. Which I thought that was the best thing I had today. Yeah. 
And uh, my God, I want to move up to a, a 14 or 15. Well, let's we'll, we'll go one by one quickly, and, and we'll see how many they uh, end up with at the end of it. But before we get into Hattie B's, I want to go over the history a little bit. But I want to hear about your uh, your love for fried chicken and, and some of your favorite spots. We talked about Harold's, which is a recent place we did, which is a Chicago place where you spend a lot of time, and that's now our no, our number one tender. That's your number one tender. That's yeah. our number one. Well, uh, you want to talk about chicken? Let me just yeah. cut you off right now. Please do. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And Georgia is the chicken capital of the world. Sure. Okay. Let's more than more th- than Tennessee, you think? No, yes. I, I think okay. it is for sure for fried chicken. Well, well it was always Southern on the fried, title, yeah. just chicken capital of the world, no matter what, what is fried or what. Oh, okay. Yeah, but let's talk about chicken, please. There's That's a place called for. Zaxby's in Georgia. Yeah, yes. we know it. That's where we're going in two episodes. There's a place called Number One Restaurant in America, Chick Fil A. Oh yeah. Based out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um. Church's fried chicken. Yep. yep. Based. Church's uh, is some of our favorite for sure. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of good. a bland taste, but that's is, 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 but it's okay. They're, they're tenders. They're tenders. Okay, good. But when you come out of Georgia, for some reason, we just, we like to, first of all, we like to fry everything. Yeah. But it's a big chicken capital of the world down in Atlanta. Big chicken. Yeah. Uh, and some of the Yum brands, some divisions of KFC is there. Mm-hmm. Right. That ain't, that don't, that's not like what it used to be, you know. Yeah. Somebody, somebody ain't using the 11 spices, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you come out of Atlanta, I just, I just love uh, chicken. Yeah. But let's, what's your favorite place to go in Atlanta? It's a place called Roasters in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. That's big, Roasters. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be there Sunday with my family. <laughs> uh, Send us some pictures. Uh, okay. <laughs> you got uh, Mary, Mary Max in Atlanta. You got every place in Atlanta just got to fried chicken. <laughs> That's going to yeah. have to be our next yeah. tour. That sounds like heaven. You've been in Atlanta all day for chicken because they got chicken yeah. everywhere. I know. I have to do yeah. a month tour. <laughs> they <laughs> just spend a month there. there. They, do the gravy, <laughs> they do the gravy and everything. Uh, yeah, so. That's the best. Yeah, Southern fried. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into Hattie B's. I will be honest. Hattie B's, since we started this show, has been on our list. It's been a synonymous name with fried chicken. I didn't know until recently that they opened in 2012. I, for some reason, thought they were an older establishment. Like an OG, like... Yeah, I thought they were, like... Obviously, Prince's is, the, uh, like, the original, but I, I, too, thought that Hattie B's was maybe, like, 90s or... Well, you know, I thought, too, uh, but I was just in uh, Nashville about... Uh, did you say 12? That's eight years ago. Eight years ago. And I think it was brand new. They were opening the place there. Yeah, that's yeah. where, that's where it started su- was Nashville. You know what throws you off? Hattie B's. Yeah, that's yeah. such a name. Yeah. is a southern name. And he's just a, that yep. must have been around for years. Exactly. Right, that's exactly. Yeah. I 100% think that's had, that's had, what had to be what, what the that's thought what was. It well, it turns out it's called so Hattie B's because there are a lot of Hatties in their family. Uh-huh. And their last name is? Uh, so it was founded in 2012, eight years ago in Nashville, um, by Nick. Bishop Junior and Senior, there so father is, yeah. son team, uh, named Nick Bishop started it in two thousand. Nick Bishop, both yeah. of them are Nick Bishop. I just talked to a friend of mine today. Her name is Sherry Bishop, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh oh, huh. get, get us that chicken deal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, does her family have anything coming out of Nashville? That's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, Could Bishop, be. probably. I mean, if she's she, a very famous comedian in, in Nashville too. Maybe she's uh, yeah, maybe yeah. she's part of it. Um, but uh, the restaurant is named after three women in the Bishop family with the name Hattie. Uh, the company purveys hot chicken, a local specialty and signature dish of Nashville, which we have to say started with the Prince family. Okay. That's the legacy of, of, of Nashville, Nashville hot chicken. We've yeah. talked about it. We interviewed many people. Hopefully we'll get uh, one of the Prince family members on the show sometime. Um, but we know that story. And uh, they do different varying, uh, various levels of spice and, and their hottest uh, does the ghost pepper. 
Um, the original Hattie B's opened August 9th, 2012 in Midtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. A second location was opened in 2014. Uh, there's one in Birmingham, Alabama. There's mm-hmm. one in Georgia that opened in 2018. And then the one we went to today is in the Cosmopolitan here in Las Vegas. That opened in 2018 as well. And it is still a private uh, company, uh, which is and it's still family owned. Yeah, it's still family. There right. is a bit of a controversy with them, too. Um, I guess it's argued that the hot chicken boom, hot chicken is really, really popular across the United States right now. And people are arguing that Hattie B's is the reason for that. Um, Prince's has been around since like, what, the 50s? Yeah. And it's been serving the community in, in Nashville. But Nashville hot chicken was a very regional thing. Right. And there, people are attributing Hattie B's to As the people they. that caused the, the national boom of it. And I think a lot of people are really upset because people have no idea what Prince's is when really the homage should be paid to Prince's, not Hattie B's. Well, it all depends on the, it's the guy that really made it famous. Right. It's yeah. like uh, so many things. Uh, hell cookies there's always a second brand that yeah is famous right. yeah, yeah famous exactly. yeah. invent them yeah but i think the problem here was that in the 50s it was started by a black family and then the problem with the bishops is that they are just all white yeah entrepreneurs oh and, are they mm-hmm. i didn't know that until you just mentioned that now that, yeah that, i was talking about the, the, is that what they said the bishops that's now. what yeah. the that's what the, tr- the new york times article well, that's pretty said. much you know that's pretty much the, the true story with kfc you know he didn't cook that chicken right there's a black lady in the back, and they stole a the recipe. Right. Come on. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, that's why a lot of people, like, because, you know, even just us, we thought Hattie B's was this old institution, and that is not the case. Not the yeah. case. You know? It's a stolen brand. It's a, a stolen, stolen uh, recipe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm going to look them up, because are you sure they're white? I, th- I read the New York Times article. I think they're white. <laughs> if, I look at the, if I look at the placement, uh, <laughs> the, the, I would think they're white. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's a big thing with... You know, Nashville Hot Chicken was started by the African American community, and there's well, so a lot many of things started by the African African American community. Like we've been eating chicken wings for, for since since day one. Right. White and people here got comes into the chicken. white male rage. About what twenty <laughs> years ago? Now, you know, number one food at Super Bowl is what? Chicken yeah, wings. chicken wings. Chicken wings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So let's get into uh, Hattie B's then. Let's get into the points here. Let's uh, get into the points. Um, I think off the bat we got to give them. Um, a point for real, uh, helping, we won't say they did it, but we'll say they helped put the natural hot chicken on the map across the country. Yeah. There has been a boom over the last few years. They are part of that reason that they took the idea and kind of expanded because Prince's is very adamant about them not franchising. They know what they are. Right. They're a hole-in-the-wall restaurant in Nashville that serves amazing chicken, and that's all they ever want to be, and yeah. that's what they were made for. Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Since they're, uh, like, number one... Uh, Spreading the word about uh, across America. Yeah. Well, why would we give them a, a one? We give them one point for that. No, no, no. Yeah, just a point. But just a point. Yeah, yeah. 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 We they give points they, incrementally. They we'll yeah. add as up you, the points as, as we go. As go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so I, would, I would give them a two. I think that's a major step for making it nationwide. Okay. I, 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 I mean, I think Nashville Hot Chicken is so important to chicken, and then also to our podcast, and they. Uh, I mean, we've given points before to Johnny Ray for bringing it to L.A. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. These people brought it nationwide. I'm yeah, not. I see why give them two points? Let's give them two points. Let's I think give them two I points. I think that's yeah. worthy. Yeah. They deserve that. Yeah. I also, I, you know, we had anticipated this being an expensive episode because generally more of the high-end chicken places tend to charge more money. But I would say $13 for the chicken, two sides, and a piece of bread is a pretty good deal. Yeah, thirteen dollars for that. Is that all it was? Are you sure? Yes, what it was up on the board, right? Yeah, yeah. thirteen dollars. 
That's yeah. that's uh, that's pretty low for Las Vegas, and especially in, I know. in the, in the yeah. In the, in, yeah, in the exactly. Cosmo. Yeah, so I would say I would give them a price point. Yeah, got um, to do that. Yeah, and then and then you can add a point, or you could add a tender for three dollars. Yeah, I mean that's which is we always give a point for that. That's the quantity point because two is their base, but it's nice to be able to say you know I want three. No, I want three's four. their base. Three's their base. Or three's their base, yeah. and then you can add a tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four would be the the dollar. Well, you get to add any tenders you want additionally for three dollars a piece. Okay. That's a good. I think that's a good price for those specific tenders. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. So also a size point. Yeah. So two. So is that two points? Yeah. Well, you're moving up on your. Flying up. We're 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 breezing through here, um, and then uh, so so yeah. So we ordered. So we got uh, we got bone and chicken as well this time because George, you were you said you you know you weren't feeling the tenders at first. Not at all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw your not, face. Not You're like, I have to get all. them. All right, I'll have not, one. I not guess. necessarily not at all, but it's just like, you got real chicken, dude. What the hell? Yeah, am I doing? You know yeah, right, right. I want that. Yeah. And then you realized, oh, that's right. I agreed to go on a chicken tender podcast. <laughs> so I guess I'll have one. Something or two. happened at the table. I don't know why. It just <laughs> it looked differently, and uh, uh, he was about to t- move my food over to me. And I said, "Don't you touch my food, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> and uh, and it looks good over. And I just grabbed one. I t- they were seasoned very well. Yeah, I I, I eat all, I, all both. Did yeah, I two of them? yeah, you had yeah. both of them. I eat the whole thing. I eat them before I eat my I'm bone glad. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that tender friend's bone, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so the price was the price was great. We got uh, you got the the dark uh, half bird. We got the white half bird. Um, you got plain. There's a little something wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we got mild for that. The chicken. I mean. I don't know how your how the how the dark meat was, but our the the white meat one was a thick bitch. Yeah, that was a very that's a biggest that's a big ass chicken. That you, was huge. That was a small turkey. Yeah, that was, <laughs> right, that was yeah. a small turkey. It was and that was great, and it was it was uh, very quality. I mean, quality meat, quality chicken throughout all of, all of it. And so. you know what happened when I was eating my uh, my uh, my uh, strip? Uh-huh. I was getting to the end, mm-hmm. and I don't know oh, what yeah. this ever happened to you before. <laughs> I got to the end, and it was so good. And all of a sudden, my hand went in one direction. <laughs> but I dropped my last piece, that little last piece that you that knew. Little, that little crunchy crackle. Oh, no. oh, my God. Yeah. And Your and last memory. Like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't want, I would never pick it up, but it, it had it not hit the floor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it had it hit my hand, my, <laughs> and my then pants. You, you flipped oh, the table over, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, had, <laughs> we got removed from the restaurant. <laughs> but it was worth it. it. Yeah. You got to get that last piece of chicken. Um, so I, I want to give it a quality chicken point. Yeah, the, the chicken quality is insane, not just from the tenders, but also the actual. I've never seen a chicken breast that big. Yeah, that was. It. I mean, it was it was the the breast and the wing, or, or the thigh and the wing, or something. For thirteen um, bucks, was, man. Yours was thirteen bucks, also. All of them were. All of them were. Yeah. Oh my god. So the three tenders and the two sides are thirteen. They won't bucks be. They won't. They, they won't be in Las Vegas long. You don't think so? They've been no. here for a while. They've been, been here, here for well, a they, year. They got, a little over two years. Well, over well two they, years. unless they raise the prices, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good price for yeah. that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll take so it. So whatever kind of point you got to give them, you got to give them a point yeah, for that. For yeah, for sure. Um, and then um, I definitely think they get a color. Yeah, the color and, of these are beautiful. And an appearance point. These look like quintessential chicken tenders. This, this is true. This was like, a, you know. This is true. And added to that, something that it's I like points. about, oh, t- something I like 
on top of that, I'm not going to give it another point for it, but with Nashville hot chicken, a lot of times, even when you get the mild, the lowest spice, it's still dark red. Yeah. And it makes your hand, like, it's just, like, hard to eat. But here, the the no spice, the mild, even... You can tell the difference in the, in the yeah. color. Well, you can, you can tell, tell the difference. The yeah, the totally, yeah. yeah. Like, you can tell, oh, this one's a golden tender. It's not exactly. going to be spicy, which yeah. I like. Yeah. And also, you said that you really like the seasoning. Is that... Kind of like a you don't generally like the seasoned tenders. You like them to be. I don't like this when it's just red hot. Okay. Yeah. I think the seasoning that they use is some of the best Nashville hot seasoning we've had on the show. Yeah, I mean it was great. I think it was, that was, I think it was, it was okay. I think it was good. Ooh. I don't know. I think it was yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Because you know it uh, it could be spicy. It could have been. There's different spices, but it was kind of today. Uneven it too. was where it should be. Okay. Yeah. It was what? It's a little uneven. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's an interesting thing that they do is they spoon a ladle of the hot sauce and then they just dump it over it, so it doesn't necessarily get on the like no, all of the chicken. But that's the one you had the red the hot part. Yeah. The chicken should it should be consistency should still should be. Oh no no that's what I'm saying I'm on your side I'm saying that I wish that they would have just at least if they sure, were gonna do sure. some sauce dunk on it whole dunk the whole thing don't do just a strip because that's inconsistent. Yeah. Wow. Um. Do we think it was uh, crunchy? Do we get, do we like the crunch? Because you said you love crunch is I important to you, crunch. right? I love crunch. Yeah, it was crunchy enough. Mm-hmm. It could have been crunchier, but it was crunchy enough. Yeah, it passed. But does crunchy crunch. enough warrant a point? I don't know that it gets because it, maybe it would have gotten the point if you actually made it to that crunchy part that you dropped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That could set you right over. That's a, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I but I do agree there was it was a subtle crunch. Yeah. It was not anything too crazy. Would you yeah. give it a point? No, I wouldn't. No. I liked okay. it. I'm not saying that there wasn't any and I don't think that they're doing a bad job, but it's not enough for me to give them a What they were though was juicy as hell. Super I, juicy. We got to give them a point. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely yeah, a juicy yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. How could I, you not? Cuz it's not easy to make tenders juicy. Usually it's the chicken that's juicy. Right. And these tenders were were very juicy. It was it was a great, um, great taste. Have we given them a flavor point? We have not. I w- obviously want to give them a flavor point. Sure. Do we want to give them a flavor point and then the spice as well? What do you think? Or did, did the, was the spice like it was just a good spice? Listen, I enjoyed the day. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Some, and sometimes, uh, sometimes the flavor, uh, all of this experience can come also with with the company you're having. Uh huh. Sometimes this is gonna make your food even better. Yeah. So you're saying we made your food better, George? Well, we had a good time. It was. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. No, no. The conversation, all of that comes together. Yeah. yeah. That makes the whole dinner better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we gotta give them. We gotta give them. They did fantastic. You wanna give them one point two point whatever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like an overall <laughs> service <laughs> point. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, that's we'll a, give that one. That's you know, a point we, for if us. If we get anything better, yeah, do we be even greater higher? Yeah, but right now yeah. we are where we are. <laughs> right, and yeah. I tell you, you'd be surprised. Ambience, and that's why you pay a lot of money at a lot of restaurants. You feel yeah. better while you're there. Yeah. Yep. So, and I never met you guys before, and I hope I never meet you again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never talk after this. But but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that was the thing about Harold's when we went to the new place in L.A. The ambiance and the the way they designed it, it's Chicago themed, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was so great. Well, that's it, cool. It, it so you, so you it felt does good. make the food better. You felt good before you even tasted. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And it set up the precedent yeah. for all of it. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, do we want to give it a spice point? Um, well, I spice actually, point, you got to do the spice point depending on what you liked. If you liked yeah. it hotter, if you liked it mild. But that's the thing. Mine was good for mild. Yeah, for, and for the country, the country spice in general. Just was the great. plain. 
was great. And then the hot was, it was a good spice that didn't linger. Yeah. So it was like, oh, this is so hot it chicken. Didn't kill you. And it didn't last. So it was burning. like great. Exactly. That's good. I like that's, that. So that's a good, I think that's a point worthy. I uh, like that. You don't want to walk out of there crying. Exactly. I, yeah. I couldn't go one higher. I know that. Yeah. That was my limit. Yeah. Hot would have, hot would have, anything above hot probably wouldn't, would have been a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, and I could probably finish with one, but no way could I have all of them. Especially even the medium. I don't think I could have eaten three medium tenders. Really? Yeah, I the think at the end, it builds though. Yeah, but the that's, hot. That's the reason for the three mediums. You can eat three because they're they're pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a lot of heat. The flavor. If they were small, you could eat six of them. If they were half the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, they passed the test very well. So. Uh, tear point. I would give it a tear point. Yeah, that was a nice little nice little chair. Chicken, it's important when the chicken tears. Cause sometimes it'll bounce back and smack you in the face. And exactly. It's like, That's not chicken. Exactly. Yeah. I never heard of that. But yeah. <laughs> so if you pick up the chicken tender and you tear it, it should be like well, a fresh. Well, I can tell by the texture when I bite into it. Sure. It comes sure. To, you know, yeah. that's, that's the tear also. We got to get so, those yeah, food corn cool. shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think what else. You know, I I I want to. They were very nice. It was a very nice establishment. I think, obviously, that was, that was you because were I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, before you came, we got up to go take a picture by the front, and we, when we got back, there was a guy wiping the table down. He turned to me, and he said, that's for you. Oh, he was just bored. That. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give him, like, a... Like, that point. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing... <laughs> too, uh, it's too... Uh, nothing worth noting. Biased. Yeah. Um, any George, what do you think? Any other points? Anything that stood out for you in this meal overall? Oh, let's talk about the sides and then the sauces. Oh right. Well, you know my sides were. Um, I thought the greens were great. Uh-huh. Yeah, the they did good. not have cornbread. You never have collard greens without having cornbread. That's good. So, so we always like to give the restaurants we review suggestions on how they can improve. Every restaurant can improve. That's a very easy way for them to improve. Yes, of course. Yeah. And that's important to, to the culture. I wonder if they have any cornbread at their other locations. Like, I wonder if this is the full menu. Probably not. Because it's inside of a food Probably court. Probably not. Yeah. Let me tell you, now I know that Hannibal's are white. They're white, yeah. That's let you know right off the bat they were white. So they, didn't, they, they wouldn't know would to do that. never, yeah. ever <laughs> not have cornbread. Yeah. They get beat up, dude. You're sure they're white? I, listen, what's his name? No, no, they are white. I'm agreeing with him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got You know, we don't want to put out fake news. Don't do that. No. Um, so let the listeners find out. And then yeah, let us. Know. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can always make a tweet us. And, and we can always make an apology and let us know. Um, I'm, l- I'm looking at the menu here real quick. Um, the sides they do. They give you bread, not cornbread though. That's a Nashville um, hot chicken thing, but that was just a little slice of bread. Yeah, that's, just a that's slice a of southern thing too. That's you know, when we grew up in the south. Too hot. No, that's just you ate a chicken sandwich back in the day oh, yeah. in between two slices of bread. Even the best hamburger you ever had in your life is between like, two slices like of on bread. white bread? Yeah, and it's soggy with the ketchup yeah, on yeah. it like come, come out of your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are rich. You don't even know about this. <laughs> <Rich>. <laughs> are we? <laughs> I'll show you my A, a real yeah. hamburger. Um, so, uh, you, so, yeah, you got the greens and uh, the potato salad or the coleslaw? I got a potato salad. How was that? It was okay. It was okay? You got the coleslaw? I got the coleslaw. I mean, we had the greens. We had the coleslaw. We had the potato salad. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I really like the greens. I love greens. And that's my favorite part about going to any southern fried chicken place that we review. Yeah. You said we they were really a little spicy, the right? Yeah. They weren't really spicy. They yeah. had a little, just enough. Yeah, yeah. Like some seasoning. It didn't yeah. just taste seasoning. like cooked greens. Yeah. Yes. It was like they were nice and flavorful. The fries um, were okay. Yeah. I, I, the potato salad, potato salad and coleslaw were fine. Uh, but now let's get into uh, an important part of the show. Sauce Corner. 
where we review the sauces. Uh, you, you, you're not a big fan of sauces. Neither am I. But this is usually his segment. Um, but what sauce did you have? I had the honey mustard, and uh, I didn't taste it. I tried it a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't taste the honey mustard like I... Uh, you didn't dip the chicken in it? I dipped it, but I didn't get the taste of the honey mustard like I normally would at the... Uh, gotcha. I don't want to say the other restaurants. <laughs> 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 so you didn't think they were good? The I can't say it wasn't good because I, I just was didn't, so into... Yeah. Uh, the flavor of the chicken? The flavor of the chicken. Yeah. 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 I, I think I liked the honey mustard. Um, the ranch was a different ranch. I'd never had a ranch like that before. And honestly, I didn't like it, but I don't think it's bad. It's okay. just not for me. I think it had like... Had like more of a garlic flavor than that's I ever. what you got to say. It wasn't for you. Somebody else might just love it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally everything. It, it, yeah, it, that that just wasn't for me. And I think that the comeback sauce was frighteningly dark. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it that dark before at any of the places? What the um, hell is a comeback? That's what it's called. It's called comeback Alabama sauce? comeback sauce because uh. it's 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 usually served with Nashville hot chicken because it cools down the chicken and it's called comeback sauce because okay. you keep coming back for more. Come, okay. um, it's a it's a mayo based like kind of like Cajun-y <sighs> mayo based. Thing. Yeah, it's really creamy and thick. I don't know. I I'm not a huge fan of it to I don't begin like with. Mayonnaise. Yeah, you definitely would not like this. I'm not a huge fan of this style of sauce to begin with, but this one in particular was fine. I wouldn't give it a point. Um, I I feel like I I want to give them a point for sauce, but it feels like I would be forcing it, and Kay. so I don't want we to. We don't want to do that here. Okay, we won't. Okay. Um. I can confirm, I just pulled this article up real quick, uh, that they are white. They are three white guys. Yeah. That's, we tried so to tell you that. I know. I'm, so, I'm sorry for questioning. <laughs> you rewind back where I tell uh, about the story about okay. the controversy. I'm sorry for questioning. So they took, they go, you know what happened in Nashville? They, all of these people, all this traffic is going to Princess. It's going to Princess. What can we do? We can, we can make. Yep. Yeah. And, and see, some of the white people that's buying all of this chicken, mostly, mm-hmm. they wouldn't go into the hood. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm. And it's hard to say because I feel like I see a lot of the articles that are talking about you know, all the hate for this family that started this company. But yeah. also, I don't think it's their fault. They didn't set out to do this. They yes, just they wanted did. to open a chicken restaurant. No, they didn't. You think so? No. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's they a, wanted to rip off it's the a good proprietary, yeah. It's a proprietary thing. Nashville Hot is? Well, yeah. I mean, the, there's cl- it's clearly established in tradition who created this That's thing. true. That's and true, you know true, what true, they true, did? True. They hired some of the people away from Princess to come over there to cook the chicken. Yeah, Probably, yeah. I bet they would. Of would've. course, yeah. that's the same thing with Colonel Sanders. Yep. Yeah, I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's it's no way. Totally? That, are you kidding? It's totally. It's, it's it's in no way that they came up with the idea and were like, let's do this, or or you know, they didn't perfect it obviously because other places have. Um, they they do it really well. Yeah. And, and they they saw the opportunity where Princess adamantly said no f- we're not franchising That's they were true, like yeah. this should be franchised we're gonna we're gonna franchise we're gonna do it we're gonna do that so you know they had definitely appropriated uh, a, a southern black meal and then took it and ran it and turned it into a white business um is that wrong i i don't know i mean i, I think the thing we see in la no it's not wrong it's just something you know if i can if i can create another uh, market, yeah, another business that's model what they did, around right? the product. Business model, that's yeah. what that's what happened there. Yeah, and it worked for them. And that's what we're seeing in LA. LA is having a huge hot chicken boom right now, and it started with Johnny Ray, who worked with the Prince family and figured out a recipe and and pays homage to them. And he does not take any credit for it. He he's very good at saying this is where the tradition is from. It's from these people. He acknowledges that. Do these people? Maybe not as much. You it's know, hard to maybe say. Maybe not as much. That's as they hard should. to say because we haven't spoken to them. 
That's true, but I mean, we can go to their website and see, you know, on on Johnny's website, it says that's true. They they he talks all he, about he it. puts it the the hot the place we're telling you about the three hour wait in right. L A. Um, it's on their website. It's like this 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 chicken originated with the Prince family in in uh, also yeah so in the south and everything like that. So yeah, he's he goes out of his way to to make sure that you know that that's where he got that's it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing on their website that says anything about them. Um, you know, paying homage to anybody else or anything like that. So, Interesting. so nothing, um, nothing for sauces. You know, no, I don't want to because I feel like it's forced. None of them blew me away. I enjoyed the fact that they had them and they gave them to me. A lot of Nashville places don't have them at all. Mm-hmm. Honey mustard ranch. I'm gonna agree with him. So they get nothing for sauces. No points. So we got color, we got appearance, we got taste. Do we want to give them enough? I mean, this is really good tasting. I feel like we gave them, the, maybe we gave them the flavor point. We definitely gave them the seasoning point. But I think. Another taste point is appropriate I th- here. I think maybe the way that the flavor and the heat, they, they're they symbiotic. Yeah. They work together so well because it actually really, it's balanced. It really is important that you have mm-hmm. the heat and you have the, the savory See, flavor and yeah. They're, yeah. they're together. And I think, th- I, I do think that, I don't know if this place is going to score the most amount of points, but I think it was good. It was really good. It was, it was. It's very solid and it deserves it the very hype. well done. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a place if you like hot chicken. Uh, if you like chick fried chicken in general, it's a place in you're in Vegas, get it up. Yeah. Right? How about that? You think? That's Hattie B's, located in the Cosmopolitan Hotel, <laughs> on the strip, the world-famous strip of Las Vegas. Hey. And tell them George Wallace sent you. Oh, we should. We, I'm going to hit them up and get you, a, get you a promo code. Do that. Yeah. See, this is the yeah. first foray into uh, podcasting. <laughs> about so that. one more taste point, and then we'll close out this uh, this pod, baby. George, tell us, um, tell us about your current tour. Any any dates you come up? Remember, this is the middle of March that we're talking here. So any dates past this, or uh, if you want to plug your residency here or anything. Of course, I'm George Wallace every night at the Westgate Hotel, eight o'clock, and uh, you never know who's going to be this month. I got the world famous J. Anthony Brown from the Steve Harvey Morning Show with me all month, and uh, George Wallace. You never know who's going to be there. It's Vegas like it used to be. Uh, my friends stop in all the time. Chris Tucker, Chris Rock. Of course, Seinfeld stops in, and mm-hmm. you just never know what's going to happen at the show. We just yeah. have a lot of fun. Uh, uh, that's your life only, motto, having fun. Just have fun. Make sure you yeah. laugh. When you stop laughing, you stop living. Yeah. That's what we do. And when you come to Las Vegas, you can go see the blue man, or you can come see the black man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm George Wallace. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So you see you at the Westgate. <laughs> you do a full hour every night? I do a full hour. Yeah, and yes. but you do, obviously, you do new, new material as well. You work on that. Is of that course, your chance to work yeah, it out, I'm doing out new there? material. What am I talking yeah. about tonight? It's just, it's always something different that I do. Yeah. yeah. We cover something today that's it's new. It's just a... Uh, Working on the fortune cookie. I gotta make this bit funny about the fortune cookie. Okay. Because you know, whoever invented the fortune cookie, it's like must have been many years ago in Japan that where it was established. I mean, long many years ago, like 1986, <laughs> long time ago. They had here's uh, a guy in the shop, sweating his ass off, right, making like 18 cents an hour, uh-huh. making fortune cookies, it's 18 hours a day, just sweating his ass off, and he knows what the lucky numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> so I got. I got That's great. <laughs> so it's spreading. I mean, share it with somebody so you. He knows what. There's a lot of jokes like that I'm doing. Just having yeah, fun. You know, he knows what the lucky number. This are. motherfucker has the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> share the numbers with somebody. Yeah. You know, a fortune for him is what. Yeah. Uh, six cents an hour raise. That's a fortune for him. <laughs> so, 
So, so doing new, uh, I love doing good. a new joke, even if they don't work. I like doing them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so that's cool good. to do new jokes. Tell us a little bit about your Twitter book. My Twitter book is going to be called Bull Twit. Cool. Bull Twit. That's you know, um, that's hitting a little bit. I'm taking the 140 tweets and put them in the book and have little stories about them. And I'm going to do a lot of the things like I'm a rebel. You know, that's uh, I don't play by the rules. I don't give a shit. You sure. Know, and, uh, and my favorite one is that uh, I don't give a shit. I drink a half a glass of whole milk and a whole glass of half a milk. I don't <laughs> give a shit. So listen to me. So a lady told me one night, she said, Mr. Wallace, you drink a half a glass of whole milk and a whole glass of half and half. You may not give a shit, but you're going to take one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the greatest thing is when you do the tweets, it's not my tweets. I do things like shout out to the top five, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I did last week, I did shout out to the top five pans. <laughs> and I did like uh, Pan American Airways and give me some other pans. Uh, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan. Flesh, what, uh, 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 flash in the pan. Yeah. Flash in the pan. And, a, and somebody texted me back all kinds of things. But the one that got me was Mugu Guy. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> pan. Uh, some, little answers like that. Just, yeah, yeah. Some don't get any love, you know, because I only put like five down and people go, oh, this doesn't get any love. So yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so I love doing that. <laughs> So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a rebel, you know, I'll eat cupcakes out of pan and pancakes out of cup. I don't give a shit, you know. I'll eat English muffins in France and French toast in England. I don't give, I don't play by the rules, okay? I don't give, I'll take a refrigerator magnet and put it right on the oven. I don't give a shit, you know. So you still, so. <laughs> you could go forever. I literally. Oh, without a doubt. And it's so much fun to go on stage. And I'm going to go do that right now. Yeah. I'll be here the whole month of March, April, May, June, and Ju- and July. Yeah. Yeah. What, um. What what is your uh, what, you use Twitter primarily? What what is your Twitter handle? No, I don't. My Twitter handle is at Mr. George Wallace. Okay. My, uh, what I use is I'm kind of a little backwards. That's why I'm in, happy working with you, young guys. Yeah. I should be doing more. Uh, I should be doing more Instagram and stuff like that. I'm yeah. still old school because I came out of that advertising era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we're, we're gonna, gonna help you get your own podcast, so <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Yeah. That is so wonderful. I got my producer. <laughs> and my we're gonna, we're producer. gonna do it. The fact that you don't have one, especially like I don't know. I mean. Living in Vegas, there's only so much I, and I know everybody. you could do during the day. And exactly. I know everybody. Exactly. Literally, I'm, who I'm wouldn't, stupid, dude. Who wouldn't come talk to you if you asked them? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when I, I did one called Bits on the Strip once many years back. Yeah. And I was talking to everybody from Tom Hanks. Anybody come to I know everybody. Yeah. You know? And there's, I mean, there's so many more residents. I feel like residencies are having a renaissance in Las Vegas now. Well, residences now mean what somebody came in and stayed two days. I right. I know. Yeah. I saw last week. Kelly Clarkson for six weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but that's I mean, but they're recycling through. I mean, that, uh, you know, I'm telling you. Well, you, listen, have, you have a market. There, you know what I want to do? What I want to do uh, voiceovers. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. do a voiceover for Home Depot out of Atlanta. <laughs> I want to do Lowe's. I want. <laughs> Gotta be Home Depot. <laughs> because I think I really think I love Morgan Freeman's voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I got to work with him last year. I just love Morgan Freeman's voice, <laughs> and I just think I could do some of those porch and you know, some of those roles, you know. Yeah. So uh, I might get into doing some voiceovers. I would love that. You yeah. should. Every voice actor I've talked to said it's their favorite job because they roll up in their pajamas and yeah. they just record and go oh, home. Oh, now you can hit it out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. We can't help you with that, but <laughs> if you want a podcast, well, if you want to come to the house, you can we hit got it in you. the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you, George. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Thank you much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hattie B's is leaving with 12 points. Um, that that's puts what it, we that, started. Then I, that's yep, that really good. That's exactly yeah. what you said. That's so, crazy. So we got it well above. Our average is 10. We got it above average. Have you ever, um, done, have you ever done a podcast where you're sitting there and, and you get to fart so badly? So when it's just the two of us, we... Do you have we, gas? I have gas. Oh, do you, from, from, do you I don't, think it was... 
It has to be because I I don't get I I'm I'm bubble gutting right now. George, we've recorded 130 episodes, 124 of them. I've had to shit the whole time. We've had every type of shit you can imagine. Yeah, like it's yeah. And really, that's how we know it's fresh if it comes out quick. Shit, I'm sitting here. I'm going like I'm holding my thigh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, go for it. I can kill both of you right. I swear to God, I could kill both I'm telling you, there's, there's been a couple times where my stomach growled, and I'm like, I hope he didn't hear that. Um, uh, and I heard it, but I thought, was that me? <laughs> Good. We're all just farting and just hoping we're blaming on the other person. Right, right, right. <laughs> three, three men killed at the, at the hotel today. Found in a room, in a room. with <laughs> Mike holding microphones. Foul play suspected. Foul play smell. Yeah, yeah, right. Is there something in the air? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Wallace, thank you so much. Dr. Wallace, this. by the way. Dr. Wallace. Don't you feel me. better since yes. you talked Dr. to me? Dr. Reverend Mr. Wallace. Oh, Dr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate you. Yeah, we know seriously. you didn't have to do this. We know you're a very busy man, uh, but this means so much to us that you yeah. did this. It really Thank you so much. such an amazing and time. And I got to meet some new friends. Today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. your future yeah. producers. Um, <laughs> or if you need background on your new NBC And, po- and if uh, I don't show. get out here in three minutes, I'm going to kill you. Okay, let's wrap this up then. Thank you so much for being on. I'm actually scared to get up. We got two bathrooms in this room. We're set. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow both of them away. <laughs> uh, follow us at Tender Friends Pod on Instagram, Tender Friends on Twitter. We'll be back next week with one more episode from Las Vegas. We're almost Las wrapped up here. Vegas. And then we're going to Utah. Uh, we're having so much fun. Um, and we can't wait to uh, show you some more of the chicken that we're eating here. Mr. Wallace, again, thank you so much, Dr. Wallace. Merci beaucoup. Uh, stone. We'll see Come you guys on. next week. Bye. See you. Tender Friends.